0: Yes, hello everybody and welcome back to the Wild Card Rewind. The season might be over but we're still with you here and for the next couple of weeks we are going to go back and we're going to review every single division in the NFL starting off with the NFC South. I
1: just want to rewind To when we were young and all this
0: Yes, yes, yes. Hello, hello, hello. And for everyone watching, no, Paul Pickett has not miraculously grown head of hair. It is a very special guest we've got with us there. Uh, we've got one of the the best one, actually, from the from the Wildcard Dynasty team. We got Ali here. We got the Dynasty Grill back on the show. And uh, in fact, no, you're not back on Ali because you, you missed out the last time at all. So you, you did win the predictions though for the Super Bowl. So congratulations on that one. Um, but welcome, welcome onto the show, Ali. Um, how are you doing, mate? Good to see you.
1: Yeah, I mean, I won with what one correct prediction, which I'm gonna take. Um yeah. no nobody else needs to know that. Um so yeah, I definitely won and I'm definitely the best one of the the trio. But but yeah, really good. Thanks for having me on. And um, we're starting the bar rather low talking about the NFC South, but I'm here to um yeah, throw a bit of shade on, on my team, the Buccaneers, perhaps. And yeah, can't wait for it. How are you guys? Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing really well, mate. I'm just I s i am
0: still just reveling in, you know, in Chiefs Victory. And we were saying before the show, I just get to talk about it until, you know, next season starts off. And I'll probably talk about it during next season anyway. So it's fantastic. I'm doing great. Still writing on a high. Hannah, how are you doing?
2: Yeah, I'm doing all right, thanks. Missing football first weekend without it. Seemed a bit weird, didn't it? Now the season's over. But um, I'm kind of looking forward to next season now, so you'll shut up and we can uh, (laughs) stop talking about the Chiefs and their amazing success. Um, But yeah, no, really excited to break down the NFC South today and obviously see what Ali thought and uh, start with the bar quite low and uh, move up to some of the best divisions in the... You know AFC,
0: like yeah, some good AFC teams coming up later. But let's start off with um, let's start off with uh, your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Then Ali, lots to say about this team. Did make the playoffs coming in, <laughs> but still finished with an eight and nine record. So we're just going to talk a little bit about what went well, what needs to be addressed this off and and in the draft maybe, and what kind of the future looks like for the Buccaneers. So so we'll let you take it from there. Do you want to start with what went well?
1: This could be a rather quick segment, this one, but um, (laughs) there was was really not too much that went tremendously well for this team. It really didn't get off the ground. I mean, we're going to talk a lot longer about what didn't go right, but suppose the the positives are that Tom Brady did come back. So we we got to see another season of, of the goat in the Bucks uniform. And I mean, he pulled off some miraculous comebacks in throughout the season where it looked like we were dead and buried in the fourth quarter, but he never likes to lose. He he always pulls it back for us. So, so yeah, that was a positive. Mike Evans obviously had another thousand yard season to to put together his resume for a, a possible um jacket. Um but yeah, I mean, to be honest, we we made the playoffs, we scraped into the playoffs with that eight and nine record. Tom Brady's first losing record of his of his career, so we probably oh. didn't want to end like that. But um but yeah, I mean, there's not too much went right apart from I mean, it was such a poor division that we we did make the playoffs almost by default, to be honest. Um, but personally, I prefer if, if we didn't have made the playoffs because I knew we we weren't gonna do anything in the playoffs. So, um, but there's that, yeah. So not not too many positives for for Todd Bowles' first season as as head coach of the team. Um, but yeah, the yeah, there's really not that many positives to talk about. <laughs> um, Hannah,
0: would you, is Ali being too harsh on his books there? Hannah, what do what do you think? Any more positives you had in mind?
2: Not really. I mean, I I think the problem is that with Tom Brady at the helm, you kind of come to expect Mm. that any team that he's kind of involved with is going to be successful. And so I think because we had high expectations of the team, when they fall short, it actually feels even more disappointing. Mm. Um, And I think there was just so much going on, wasn't there? You know, his personal life wasn't as it had been. You know he's yeah. going through the divorce, and that took up a lot of his time, I think. And he just couldn't concentrate on football, I don't think, well enough. I think the problem actually for them also was potentially losing Bruce Arians. Yeah. Um, for some reason, like him and Left just didn't seem to kind of bring the offense that we kind of expected from them, they mm. seemed to look a bit stale. You know, they seem to always want to run on the early downs, which everyone knew they were going to do and they were never successful. And so they're getting in these, you know, third and long situations. And then Brady was having to pull them out of these. And there's only so much you can do, especially when like Godwin's recovering from knee surgery. You know, the O-line is basically paper. I think that he, it was all just too much for him ultimately. And I don't think unfortunately which helped him enough you know through these uh, things, so it it is really difficult to find positives, it really is. Um, and it is a shame to see Brady go out that way, but um, I still think and I suspect Adley might agree with me that it was worth signing Brady in the end. You know, he still got them a ring and he gave you, you know, all three years you're in the playoffs. Although, like you say, this year maybe you didn't want to be, um, you know, so I still think it was worth it. I think as we come on to next season, they're going to be in a bit more of a challenging situation. But I think ultimately it probably was worth it, you know, to try and get as far as they could with Brady while they had him. So, Yeah. yeah, not a great season, but, you know, I think ultimately probably worth it, you know, when you look back in the long run kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I think you're absolutely right there. And Interesting question. I just kind of thought of this one off the cuff there, Ali. Do you think Tom Brady spent three years at the Buccaneers? In those three years, is he not considered the greatest ever Buccaneers quarterback? Does he take on that throne? You think so? Yeah,
1: he does for me. I mean, I'd be building him a statue outside Raymond James. Um, the fact that he retired as a Buccaneer as well, I know the Patriots wanted him to retire as a Patriot, as he spent all of his yeah. career pretty much at at the Pats and he, he didn't do that he retired as a Buccaneer so that that's something um the fact yeah. that we've also I think the stat still lives that we've never given a quarterback that we drafted a second contract in our history wow. we are terrible at drafting quarterbacks the the two um Super Bowls we've won with one it with free agent quarterbacks so so yeah, he is the easily for me the the best quarterback that ever played for us. We've got a pretty pathetic past apart from that that Super Bowl run back in two thousand and three. Um, so yeah, he's he's definitely the the best easily in my eyes.
0: Oh nice.
1: Um, and speaking about
0: drafting quarterbacks, you're going to talk about what the Buccaneers need to do next year and what they need to improve on as well. So. <clears throat> What kind of things do you think need to be top of the list? Is it getting that quarterback or is there so much more that needs to be addressed?
1: Yeah, so unfortunately I think as Hannah mentioned it was 100% worth it to go all in with Tom Brady because ultimately there's only one team that can win the Super Bowl all see you know for the season and there's 30 31 teams that miss out. Um so to have won one Super Bowl in that time and to make the playoffs it's been it's been a magical run to be honest I can't I can't fault it whatsoever. This season wasn't so enjoyable, but there was highlights. You know, the the Germany game in Munich, that was a fantastic game against the Seahawks. Really good spectacle, and we, we played really well. So, unfortunately, with that, we we went all in with some big contracts. I think we owe Tom Brady something like $35 million still, which is it's still worth it, even though he's not going to be on the team. So, I think we just have to absorb that cap hit finally um, and just say... This year's going to be a reset, um, and then we're going to go again in in twenty twenty four. We've got some big, um, big free agents coming up, uh, like who we need to re sign on the defense, um, like Devin White. Um, there's some free agents that we're obviously going to lose this off season, which is going to be tough seeing them go, like Levante David, who's a absolute legend at Tampa Bay. But we just can't afford to keep them. We've we've got the second worst cap space situation going on, so there just needs to be a reset after the, the three years of just kicking the can down the road. Eventually, you've got to pay that bill. So we, we, hopefully we're going to do it this season. We're not going to spend up on a quarterback. We're going to reset, um, get get the team a lot younger because we've got one of the oldest rosters mm. and then go again in 2024 with, with rebuilding.
2: My only question on that is, Ali, do you think that Bowles <clears throat> feels like he's a bit on the hot seat here after kind of how they, you know, finish this season based on the expectations. <clears throat> do you think he's going to try and do something to save his job? Like if they tank this year, it, I my suspicion is they'll get rid. Um, I don't know even necessarily whether he was their first choice because obviously Bruce Aarons <clears throat> kind of did it in a way that he wanted Bowles to have that job. Um so I just wonder whether kind of he's going to try and do something to keep himself in that in that job rather than tanking I don't know how much influence he's going to have he might not be able to do that they might say look this is where we're going to go but you know I do think he is a little bit on the hot seat really and I'm interested to see kind of where this goes ultimately are they going to try and tank and just kind of push him out because they didn't really want him anyway, or are they going to maybe support him a little bit and say, okay, we will give you X QB, you know, we'll we'll do it on a friendly deal in which that we can get rid of them next year if we want. Um, And you can give yourself a go. And if it doesn't work, then we'll get rid of you. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's a possibility? Or do you think they're just going to tank and maybe look at getting rid of him at the end of the season?
1: Yeah. I mean, for his point of view, he's never going to just say, right, I'm happy to tank, and then you can kick me out at the end of next season. I think he obviously wants to save his job, but I think one one telling sign is the organization was is they've come out recently and said they're happy to absorb all of Tom Brady's cap hit for this year. So that tells you that they're not they're probably not looking to to move a lot of the cap into next year. We know the cap goes up every single season, so it's easy to keep moving money across. But I think they they're saying they're happy for it to be absorbed this year, um, which gives you an indication that they know they're working with a really tight budget We're, I think like 50 million over the cap at the minute and we've only got some like 20 odd players signed to the roster so it's a pretty a pretty desperate situation having said that you've got you've still got some some good players on that roster that that won a Super Bowl ultimately so they're not a million miles away if they can get they get a half decent quarterback they're not in the market for Derek Carr I think he's going to be um we're going to be priced out of a move i think he'll go somewhere where a team can have got plenty of cap space to give him that money um but it, you're looking like a, a bridge quarterback it's going to be someone like a baker mayfield um it's it's going to be someone of that that level that is not going to be a flash signing but this this division is still pretty poor no matter what happens this offseason there's not one team that's going to dominate so i think he's going to have in the back of his mind that this is still a situation where we can get to eight to nine wins if we're lucky, and the division's still there for the taking. So um, we'll have to see how the season pans out. I think we're not going to be very active at all in free agency because of the fact we've got no money. We're going to have to see and wait for the dominoes to fall, um, wait for the scraps of the the quarterback market. Um, we've finally got our offensive coordinator in place from Seattle, so that's. That's pretty good. He was someone that I did want, want him to sign for us. So, so there's that. But yeah, we're not going to do too much. Um, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a tough situation, but obviously we're not just gonna say we're gonna tank. I mean, you can't sell tickets to the fans and say we're gonna tank and win two or three games. So it's not gonna happen. It it might end up happening that way, but they're still gonna try and win the division regardless.
0: Yeah, I think I think a real big sign will be I've seen sort of rumors kind of swirling about Mike Evans potentially being traded I think if that does happen that's a pretty big <clears throat> indicator on, on what the Buccaneers are planning to do going into next season the, the only other question I've got Ali before we go into predictions would be do you see a scenario where actually the Bucks go super aggressive and you know try to trade up in this <clears throat> draft like we know the Bears have got the number one pick they're probably not going to take a quarterback do you see the Bucks being really aggressive and going you know what let's just go and let's get CJ Stroud or Bryce Young, or, and just get our quarterback for the future, get that locked in right away? Or do you think they might sort of, yeah, like you said, kick the can down the road a little bit and see what happens?
1: Personally, I mean, unless there's a crazy change of plan, I don't see it happening. I, I'd much more, um, I can see happening is we trade for, say, Justin Fields. If if the rumours are true, which I don't think they're true at all, that the Bears are looking to to shop him, then it's going to be a move like that. Um, I can't see them trading up unless it's for someone like Anthony Richardson, who is probably destined for a pick number eight to 12, something like that. If we can move up and get him, um, then I can see that happening. But I just see ultimately a bridge quarterback coming in to to fight with Kyle Trask for that, that quarterback spot yeah. on the team. And it's, it's not going to be great. <laughs> um, especially after, after Tom Brady, I mean, how can you follow that up? But um, I don't see them going aggressively I just um I can't see it not now I think we've we've had the, the three years of being all in and it's been fantastic yeah. but right now we we've got to pay the bill
0: yeah I think I think you're spot on there and
1: uh, let's have a little look at some some predictions that we've got
0: for for Tampa Bay for next year so I've got questions for both of you mm. and I'll, I'll answer them as well it's do you think Tampa Bay will improve on or get worse with their record of eight and nine from last year and if you had to pick one player to be the Tampa Bay MVP for next season who would it be let's um let's go to you first Hannah
2: well I mean as the roster stands there's no way they're going to do better are they you know they don't have a QB at the moment um I think you know as Ali has said they don't really have the options to get anyone other than that mid-lower tier kind of free agent. So I just don't see them being able to improve on their record, unfortunately. They may do similar, but I think realistically it's it's unlikely to be better. So, you know, I'll say worse, although I, I wouldn't be surprised if they were eight and nine again, because um, they do still have some players. Um, MVP-wise, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say Rashad White mm-hmm. on this one. Mm-hmm. You know, he... This offence probably not going to be great, but Fournette's probably not going to be there, is he? Let's face it. So it's time for White to step up. And I think if he can step up, he's going to help any QB that, you know, ultimately goes there. And you never know, he might become their MVP.
0: Oh, I like that. I like that. Ali, what do you think?
1: Come on, Han, let's be a bit positive, shall we? <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. I mean... Oh, yeah. I I am not going to sit here and say we're going to even get close to eight wins I think probably five wins is probably where we're destined to be I don't think I don't think we get we do any worse than five but I struggle to see how we're going to get up to eight wins if it wasn't for Tom Brady's heroics in the fourth quarter we could have could have had five wins this season so yeah. um we're losing a lot of free agents so it's only going to get worse from here um your only saving so, yeah.
2: grace is that you're pe- playing all the rest of your division twice so that's potentially six wins right
1: well this is it it's they're always really good close games between these no matter what the record is they're really tough teams to play against um but the fact that we won the division last year means we we have the winner's schedule from a lot of the other divisions as well which really Mm -hmm. doesn't help us so i'll predict five wins um in terms of my mvp i'm going to go on the defense side can i do that of course and I'm going to say Vita Vea is going to be the, the MVP of, of Tampa Bay next season. Someone that's going to have to step up is an absolute monster that gets double teamed all the time and still almost gets to the quarterback. It's frustrating to watch because he all, always almost gets the quarterback. Um, and he's just a massive unit. I think he's going to step up. They're going to give him a bit of help next year. And hopefully Todd Bowles is going to take control and he's going to build up the defense and then slowly build up the offense in, in 2024. So, um, yeah, Vita Vea is my MVP.
0: vea looks like like a hilarious character you create on like one of the old like SmackDown versus Raw <laughs> games, where you like have like the thighs as big as possible and like everything as big as possible. <laughs> and you just like look at that guy, like that's not realistic. And then Vita Veya walks in the room, and are like, oh, actually. <laughs> like, he's just built like an absolute freak. Like, what what a player. Um I think I think we're we're three for three here. I think the Bucks will end up Going a little bit worse on their eight and nine record. Like you're right, about, about five six wins is probably about right, Ali. Uh, I'm going to go on the defensive side as well. I'm going to go Devin White. Like you said, he's a contract year this year. We see mm-hmm. a lot of the a lot of the times people on contract year really really step up and have a massive season. And and Devin White, I think, will be doing that. And he's an unbelievably good player as well, which which does help. So I'm going to go Devin White for the MVP for the Bucks next year. Um. All right, let's let's move on then to, to the rest of the division. All who interestingly finished on seven and ten. So we'll we'll start off with the Saints. Um so Hannah, we're gonna to go to you. You're gonna take the lead. Tell us what do you think the, the Saints did well this year?
2: I think this is gonna be a common theme with all of these teams. Yeah. <laughs> there isn't a lot really that you can say. I think their season was really underwhelming. Although, to be fair, more than Tampa Bay, I was kind of expecting them not to be fabulous. Um, kind of when they pushed the chips in for Chris Olave, I thought it was quite interesting and kind of felt like they thought they were in a different place than necessarily I thought they were in terms of how competitive they were going to be this season. Um, I just found them really difficult to watch, to be honest. Really difficult. Yeah. They were just not enjoyable in any way, shape or form. I do think that there were some positives. So actually drafting Chris Olave, I think, was a real positive for them. He was a really great wide receiver and I thought he really showed um, how kind of good he is. And I think he's going to be a really great kind of cornerstone piece on that team. And whoever their QB ends up being, he's going to be a massive asset. But I also think there was some other players, so like Rashid Shaheed, who was that, you know, free agent. Well, he was an undrafted wide receiver. I thought he looked pretty promising. Obviously, they had, they had issues in the wide receiver room because Michael Thomas went down really early. Jarvis Landry rarely played. Alave unfortunately had his own set of injuries, so they did have to have some of those kind of lower roster players step step up and I think Shahid really kind of showed that he, he could potentially be a starter in on the team um, so I thought that was nice and promising for them and they do still have a pretty good defence you know we've always known the Saints for having this um, good defence and they're actually 8th in defensive DVOA this season so still really pretty good there and I think their biggest issue as we're going to talk about with all of these teams was QB Obviously, they started with Jameis, and it was looking okay, um, but he started to kind of slip into his old tendencies and didn't look after the ball very well, and then obviously got injured. So I think they kind of used it as an excuse to bench him. And then when Al- Andy Dalton was kind of okay, they made a little effort to let him kind of come back in and, and give it a go. I just think they were really mediocre, and I think once they mm-hmm. kind of realised they were mediocre, they didn't felt Feel like they made much of an effort, really, even though they were in with a chance of potentially winning the division. I just didn't feel like they played like that. They just were like, meh, we're just going to poodle along and play. But on the whole, I'm sorry, I couldn't find many positives. As I say, there's a few little bits in there that, you know, still um, I think were good from the season, but on the whole, didn't really think there were many positives. Ali, obviously, you know, this kind of division better than probably Mags and I. What did you think on the Saints this season?
1: Um, personally, this is the team that I hate the most in the NFL. So <laughs> to see them suffer with us this year was quite satisfying. Uh, <laughs> there's a comment on from Cam Jordan, who I think is a great player, but he came out to say that the Buccaneers are going to go back to being the Buccaneers now that Tom Brady's not playing for the team, which is <sighs> which is quite, quite juicy. But then if you think... Ever since Drew Brees retired, their Pro Bowl quarterback, they've done absolutely nothing either. So they're just the old Saints. So, yeah, that, mm-hmm. that's quite funny. But yeah, there's not too much to add that you've already said, Hannah. You've you've had, summed up really well. In Chris Olave is an absolute star. I think. Had Garrett Wilson not had the season that he had, then a lot of people will be would be talking more about Chris Olave and sort of the the Justin Jefferson rookie season, how amazing that he was on a team that started with Jameis Winston and then he had Andy Dalton that came in it was it was really quite an odd odd season in for the quarterbacks for for the team I guess I guess the Saints just thought that they could win with their defense then have Andy Dalton not turn the ball over to to help them win games pretty ugly but it didn't it didn't really work and Andy Dalton came in and absolutely slung it the first few games and was was pretty good for fantasy and looked really quite good on the eye was like hello this is the old Andy Dalton coming back but he he quickly returned back to his old self and I mean it was just a pretty much a bit of a disaster towards the end. Um didn't look great, and it just surprised me that they just didn't get back to James Winston at all, didn't even try. I thought this offense needed a spark. They've got stars, mm-hmm. they've got Alvin Kamara, they've got Chris Alave, they've they've got stars on that offense, but they just they needed something, a spark to get them going, and Andy Dalton's just just not the one. Um so yeah, it's, it was it was good to see them struggle. It, they certainly underwhelmed in that division. It was division that was there for the taking for all four of these teams. And actually, towards the end of the season, um, they were looking close, but they faded away. Um, I think they lost the game to the Falcons and, and maybe the Panthers as well. So, not not a great time for the the Saints, who now are in an even worse situation than than Tampa Bay Buccaneers, in that they're they can they're kicking down the road is even bigger. They've they're even more yeah. in a cap cap hole than what we are. So, um, yeah, it's not it's not a great time for the Saints. I think they could be the worst team in the division going forward um, because they, they need a big reset. Um, just just for financial reasons, I don't think they can they can carry on as they are.
0: Saints are always in cap trouble. Where's, like as long <laughs> as I've been watching the NFL every year, it's been like the Saints have to fix this cap problem, Are they always. Get away with it. I don't know what. I don't know who they have as their, you know, accountant, but they're doing a phenomenal job because they never get caught out somehow. I don't know how. And of course, we forgot to mention Saints superstar wide receiver Kevin White as well, who's you know absolute (laughs) stud, as we all know. Um. So Hannah, that was believe it or not, that was the good things about the Saints. So Hannah, what what do you think that they need to work on going forward?
2: I feel like I'm being super harsh this evening, so I apologise to any <laughs> you know fans out there. It's just unfortunate that this whole division did struggle a bit this season, isn't it? And, um, you know, hopefully next season we'll be talking a bit nicer about them all we'll see how it goes. I think, again, as with every team that we're going to talk about tonight, they need an upgrade in the QB room. Um yeah. they actually, I don't even know if they have a QB on the roster next season. If you can count, can you count Tayson Hill as a, no, that's a lie. Jameis Winston, I think, still is in contract, yeah. isn't he? But they're going to get rid of him. I mean, there's no way they're going to keep him if they're not going to put him on the field when mm. Andy Dalton's kind of being there. I can't see them wanting to ca- carry on with him this season. And then obviously Andy Dalton's a free agent. So, mm. you know, they're going to be be looking We've already heard that uh, Derek Carr did go for a visit before he got released. Um, And obviously they got that first round pick from the Peyton trade. So I think they're they're in a better position than they were a few weeks ago before they had that first round pick. But um, they're not in any place within this draft to be able to get a QB in the first round anyway, for sure. And I, I can't imagine they've got enough capital to be able to move up far enough to be able to get a QB. So I think they're going to be in the free agent market as well. Obviously their best option is going to be Derek Carr, but whether they can, um, you know, make it work with the cap. I just don't know. I I actually really don't know what they're going to end up doing QB. You know, ultimately they'll bring a free agent, but who that's going to be. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, The O-line, actually, which previously or has historically been actually quite one of their strengths, wasn't particularly good this season. And I think they do need to do a little bit of work on it now. So this season, they actually had nine different starters that played at least 100 snaps on the O-line. Most of them had a below average PFF grade. So they need to sort that out um, a little bit more. So I think they need to do that as well. And obviously, as we've said before, they're in cap hell, as always. So they need to do some sorting out of that. I assume they're going to restructure many contracts to try and get back into, um, you know, or under the cap. But again, then ultimately, that just means they're kicking the can further down the road again. I kind of got it when they had Drew Brees and it was, you know, they were competitive and potentially they could go and, you know, play for that ring. But I actually don't see the point of them really doing that now. I... I kind of agree that they probably just need to reset. Just say, look, this is going to be a last season. Let's reset. Let's sort out, you know, you know some of our cap stuff. Let's then start fresh. I don't think they're going to do that because I think they think that they're still competitive and they obviously they do have pieces for sure. Um but I just don't see the point of them kicking the can down the road at the moment. You know, there's nothing. They're not competing for anything. It just seems like a waste to me, but That's them and not me. Um, And then obviously their other issue is that there's a potential Alvin Kamara suspension on the horizon. So what are they going to do in that running back room? So Mark Ingram is actually going to be a free agent and potentially retire this season. So who else do they really have in that room that does to do anything for them? They need to sort that out as well, you know, draft a running back or find someone somewhere because I'm not – really convinced that Kamara is going to play all season. So they've actually got loads of, loads of work to do, to be honest. And again, I'm I'm not feeling totally confident for their 23 season, but we'll see. You know, they've done work their magic before. So let's see what... We may be talking to, about them a bit differently by the beginning of the season, depending on what moves they've done in the off-season, yeah. you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. They, they've got lots of weird contracts as well. Like they've got... I don't know if the correct term is like ghost years, but they've got like players on five-year contracts that they've agreed to pay for seven years. Technically, like they tack on extra years on the end of it. It's all very confusing. I don't know how they're even allowed to do it, but they they seem to they seem to make it work. And I, I you're right, Hannah. They just never believe they're not contending. I think they'll just keep doing more of the same, and they'll just keep pushing because that's historically. What they've done so we'll, we'll We'll have to wait and see what will happen. It might just all blow up on their face, though. Um, so let's um let's move on to our predictions then for for the Saints. And do you think that they will improve or do worse on their 10 or their 7 and 10 record from last year? And who is their MVP for next season? Uh, let's go to you first, Ali, on this one.
1: So 7 and 10 is, is a, I mean, it's I guess it's fairly realistic for them to get back to 7 and 10. Seven and ten is well outside the playoffs. I think if they get close to seven or eight wins, I think they'd see that as a good, a good season for the Saints. Yeah. Um, I mean, they won't like it, but just where they are realistically, I, I'll predict less than seven wins. There's not many teams that will get less than seven wins, so I think they'll be they'll be fairly close because they'll get they'll get two or three wins in the division. Um, so they've yeah. only got to find two or three more wins to to get close to that seven as so well. I'll say less than than 7 wins um and my mvp is going to be This could be chris alave just i mean what he ma- what he managed to do with very limited quarterback play was was just astonishing the fact that michael thomas is an absolute big baby and was out with a, a broken toe all season he's been out forever yeah. now and he won't won't come back and plan that massive contract that he's got I think Chris Olave just took it upon himself. And I mean, he really surprised me because I didn't think he could be this, this alpha type wide receiver of thought that he needed, he needed someone opposite him to really um, take a lot of the heat away and, and really thrive. But he, he done it pretty much. He was the offense going forward. So yeah, I think it's gonna it's gonna take an even bigger step next season. Hopefully, they sort out their their quarterback situation. Get one of these free agents in. Um, I can't see them making a big splash. I can't see a Derek Carr coming now that he's he can choose where he's going to go. Um, yeah, so I'll go Chris Arve because I think he's he's quarterback proof and I think he'll take another step. Yeah, sounds good to me, Hannah. What do you think?
2: Yeah, to be honest, I'm going to be a bit boring and be very similar to Ali. I you know they've got so much work to do Kamara's probably going to be out some of the year I can't see them you know getting many wins over seven if any so I agree that I I think they're probably going to get fewer wins Um, and I'm going to agree with him with the MVP as well and go with Chris Alave because he really did show out last season Um, and I think he's probably only going to get better let's just hope a QB is going to uh, come in to support him and make him, you know, even better.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go, they're going to get more. I think they're going to improve their record. Maybe mm-hmm. by maybe by one, not not a lot more. Like, <laughs> I just think, yeah, you're, you're going to have to play a lot of these teams in the division. And I think the, the Bucks are going to be significantly weaker without Tom Brady. Uh, I know the Saints turn up and beat the Bucs most times anyway, just by, like, voodoo that they have over mm-hmm. the Bucs. But I think, yeah, the Saints will just get maybe to eight wins here just because they're annoying, right? I can see why you don't like them, Ali. They kind of just figure things out sometimes and they're like, how are you even doing that? But yeah, they just seem to always find a way through, you know, working cap magic or, you know, really figuring things out on the defensive side of the ball. I think they'll just sneak to maybe eight wins, but not too much more. I don't think they'll get to the playoffs unless they happen to do a bucks from this year and win the division with like a losing, a losing record, but We'll have to wait and see. I think uh, the MVP for them could end up being Marshall Lattimore, uh, you know, your friend Mike Evans' favourite player. Uh, I just think he's maybe the most talented player on that team. Um, yeah, I think he's a real difference maker. So if he is an MVP season for them, then they've got a good chance of, of getting more wins there. So I'll go with Lattimore and a slight uptick on seven wins. And Let's move on to the to the Falcons. I'll, I'll take the lead on on the Falcons here and what they've done done well and, and what they need to improve on. And I'll pitch it to you guys to see what you think. So I think, you know, they finished seven and 10, uh, just like the Saints. I thought Drake London coming in, that was a good pick for them. He had a solid first year, you know, didn't, you know, kind of what you said about Chris Olave, Ali, like, you know, Olave and Wilson kind of stole the limelight a little bit, but, but Drake London had a quietly, you know, quite a good season, especially considering he had a quarterback who didn't know how to throw, throwing him the ball. And they were historically low on throw attempts this year. The Falcons were so. I think yeah, London did very well with you know the scraps that he was given. I still think you know people are maybe downing him a little bit, but I still think Kyle Pitts is an absolute elite option at tight end if used correctly. That is a huge caveat for them. I think if they can get him more involved in the game, then he's dangerous, and teams are not going to want to play against him. He's a matchup nightmare. They ran the ball extremely well. They're the third highest rush yards in the NFL this year. Again, that's maybe to do with the fact that they didn't really throw the ball. So they did run it a lot. I don't know if any team ran the ball more than them this year. I don't think so. So that is still, you know, a tick in the positive box for them, the third highest in the NFL. I just feel like I was looking through the team and I was like, they've got a piece here and there that you're like, oh, that's quite good. It's like, well, oh, they've got one guard that's quite good with Lindstrom. And they've got one tackle that's quite good with Matthews. They've got one wide receiver that's quite good, London. They've got one D line that's quite good, Greedy Jarrett. And they've got one quarterback or cornerback that's quite good with Edger Terrell. It's like they've got little pieces of the puzzle. And it's like all of a sudden, if they can put two of those together and have like, you know, two really good cornerbacks or two really good wide receivers, then you're dealing with another team here. And the good thing about them is they got two extra picks in 2023 that they can use to try and, you know, get that sort of sorted out. Like they could use that pick to to sort out a brand new cornerback to go with EJ Terrell or another defensive line or a wide receiver. So I think they're they're almost there, but we talked about it at the start of the show. They don't have a quarterback. Like Desmond Ritter come in. I don't know. I, I didn't see too much from Desmond Ritter. So... It's going to be really interesting what they do in the draft. But I feel like they're a team that's, like, almost there. What do you think, Hannah?
2: Yeah, do you know what? Actually, although I've been very depressing about all of the teams so far, I actually thought, although, you know, 7-10 is not the best record, they actually did much better than I thought they would this season. Yeah. Um, and I actually really enjoyed watching them because I felt like, although the roster wasn't the best, I thought that the coaching staff actually... Um, Coached or schemed them to show or do what the players did best, so they yeah. actually did much better than I expected them to, and I really enjoyed watching them. So, although it was a negative in that they weren't that great in terms of <laughs> sorry <coughs> <coughs> record, I um I thought that it was really promising in terms of coaching and for the future.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think you're absolutely. Yeah, spot on. I think they're they're only up and up. Um Ali, what do you think about the, the positives from them?
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot of positive for the for the Falcons. As much as I don't want to admit it, I think <laughs> they're gonna be they're gonna be fighting it out with perhaps the team we're next and to talk about for the lead in the division next season. Um, as much as yeah, I, I really don't want to talk about it, but it is um there's a lot more positive for the Falcons. They've got great cap space, they've got a decent young team now. Arthur Smith, you have to love what he's doing. Um he was the guy who was uh mentoring Derrick Henry when he was smashing all the yardage records and just yeah. he just likes to run the ball down your throat. Even even when the team is behind they just run the ball, run the ball. It's like with Tyler Algier or Cordell Patterson, two fairly decent running backs um, and they just ram it down your throat. And it, even when you want them to pass the ball, it's like Carl Pitts is in the end zone. It's like just just throw it to him or Drake London, these two Massive what receiving targets, but no, they just try and just try and punch it in. And yeah, but personally, I think Hannah said the Falcons are quite entertaining to watch. They've got some decent pieces that they can build around. I think that I'd quite like Arthur Smith as a head coach. Um, I think that the, the future is definitely positive for the Falcons going forward. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And just some, some things I thought they could maybe address uh, going forward next season. I think, yeah, they absolutely need... <clears throat> Like, they've maybe got the biggest quarterback need. Like, maybe the Bucks, I suppose. But, yeah, Desmond Ritter for me. I, I'd be happier having Jameis Winston as my starting quarterback than, than Desmond Ritter. So, I think they really need to figure something out there at quarterback. I would love to see them. They've got pick number seven in this draft. I think they could go two ways here. They could go sign that second, like, lockdown corner um, with Gonzalez. I think he's maybe the top prospect at corner in the draft coming up. Or they could just continue. They've kind of been sneakily building this like kind of basketball team, which is odd for a team that doesn't pass the ball. But they've got like Kyle Pitts. They got Drake London. They tried Brian Edwards last year, kind of similar big, big guy. I'm like, do they go out and like get like a Quentin Johnson at seven, just this absolute unit and -hmm. just continue building that? But again, then you need a a quarterback that can push the ball down the field, maybe even, dare I say, Baker Mayfield, right? that might be the perfect guy to sling the ball down the field for them. That would be interesting. Or do they address things later at wide receiver and go another way and go with like a, a Parker Washington or someone that's a bit more crafty and you know a bit more slippery? But I think the ultimate thing they need to do, and it's the same for I think the next team we're going to talk about, they they need to scare teams a bit more. No one's afraid to fail the Falcons right now. They don't have any scary players. But if they can do something like have Eje Terrell and Gonzalez at cornerback, teams are going to be more afraid of chucking the ball deep against them. So they need to scare teams a little bit more moving forward. And they've got a couple of draft picks to address that. So we'll see how they get on, and and we'll make some predictions about them. I, I'll I'll go first for this one. Then I think I think they might end up, you know, sadly, even though we have talked them up a lot, I actually think they might end up doing a little bit worse, um, mainly because. They're going to get a new quarterback in. I think they may try to like run or throw the ball a little bit more. It might backfire. They might end up looking like a better team, but losing more games. Kind of what the Lions were like two years ago, where they were still kind of getting things sorted out. So I wouldn't be shocked to see them stay the same or go down a little bit. And for MVP, I'm, I'm just going to go Kyle Pitts. We have to see a, a big season from Kyle Pitts or. Or people are going to be really, really afraid. So I'd love this is more common from me wanting to see it, but I'd love to see Cal Pitts be the MVP for them this year. Um Ali, what are you thinking for for your predictions?
1: So I'm gonna be quite aggressive now, and I think the Falcons are going to try and make a splash and Ooh. they're going to try and persuade Lamar Jackson out of Baltimore Ooh. and be their quarterback. I think The system is perfect for for Atlanta, The, the running. They just want to run the ball down your throat and he's got some weapons there. So if they can persuade Lamar Jackson to come to Atlanta, I think that would be absolutely perfect. They've got loads of cap space and yeah, that would just be tremendous. So with that in mind, I think they are going to try and make a splash. So seven and 10, I think they're going to beat that. I think they're going to be a nine or 10 win team. I don't think they're going to be a perfect team and win too many games, but 10 and on that border of making the playoffs would be would be my prediction. And and with an, a quarterback upgrade, I'm gonna say Drake London is gonna take another step forward. I think he came into the NFL and he was what a top eight pick last season. Um well I think he was the first wide receiver taken in the draft. He and was yeah. he was he was my rookie uh, wide receiver one and he started off on absolutely on fire. His stats the first three or four weeks were unreal, like the best yeah. we've ever seen from a rookie wide receiver, but then faded away. Um, and yeah, not many people are, t- are talking about him. So I think he's going to take a big step with a, uh, with a quarterback upgrade. Nice. Hannah, what are you thinking?
2: Well, had Ali not said about Lamar Jackson, it's something that I was going to mention. It's just something that mm. I've heard, you know, in the NFL kind of grapevine that he would be, and when you actually <laughs> think that he would be an amazing fit and I want yeah. him out of the AFC North. So <laughs> I think this is absolutely perfect, and this is what they, you know, should do. I'm, I'm really intrigued, again, we're not we're not talking about Baltimore, we're talking about South, but um, I do think, I don't think that they're going to get anything done, and I do think potentially they, mm. they might tag the trade. I just don't think, I, I can't see them getting close, because I don't think they want to do fully guaranteed, and I think he wants fully mm. guaranteed, so I, I can't see where they're going to meet in the middle, if I'm honest. So yeah. I think ultimately they might, although they don't want to, I think they might have to move on from him. And I think Atlanta would be an amazing landing spot. And then I would actually enjoy watching Lamar because I don't enjoy watching him because he's in the same division as me. <laughs> so go and be in the NFC and I can enjoy watching him. So I think that would be awesome. And I think, yeah. you know, it would be the perfect scheme for hit, hit fit for him. They do need to do make some moves on defense, really. You know, to, mm. to be that rounded team to be able to do anything, kind of ultimately in the playoffs. <laughs> but I'm going to take a take a punt and say I'm going to say over as well. Seven wins. I'm going to hope that Lamar moves on from uh, Baltimore, um, and I'm going to um, look elsewhere maybe and, and say Tyler Algier did pretty well this season, yeah. um, and maybe this is his opportunity to, to take a bit more of a step. And, um, you know, become kind of their lead running back next to Lamar. So I'm going to say Tyler Aljair. But ultimately, if Lamar goes, we all know he's going to be MVP of the <laughs> of the uh, team. But he's not there yet. So I'll say Aljair.
0: I love that. Imagine Lamar Jackson, then Kyle Pitts becomes his, like, Mark Andrews attire. Wow. That yeah. is they awesome. I would love to see that. It,
2: it all fits, right?
0: Mm-hmm. It all fits. perfectly. I would love to see that, and yeah, Lamar would look good in that uniform as well, right, running around. It's just it's you it, can visualize it, right? You can see it. So, yeah, I think I think that'll be that'll be a fantastic move for them. And the, like we've talked about, this division's here for the taking. If they get Lamar Jackson, all of a sudden they have to be the favorites to win the division. They have to be because they've got a quarterback and no one else does. So, yeah, I would love to see that happen for them.
2: I think they're pretty good on the cap, aren't they? This year now, because they went through all the cap hell last year. So yeah. maybe they can also make some moves for their defense. And you know, Charlotte mm-hmm. that side too. And who yeah. knows what could happen.
1: Ooh, exciting space
0: Absolutely. And and we'll move on to our, our last team then. It's the it's the Carolina Panthers who also finished on seven and ten. And you know, some good <laughs> things about them. I mean, they almost did too well at the end of last year. I mean, Steve Wills came in as an interim interim coach and he did great. He almost won them too many games. They looked like an absolute lock for a top five pick in the draft, and he kept winning games. And they almost like made the play. They kept like there was like three weeks to go, and people were still talking about the Panthers being able to make the playoffs. And I was like, how on earth is this team going to get into the playoffs? But yeah, they did. They did really, really well. But unfortunately for them, now they've got worse picks, and I mean maybe a worse head coach as well, like Frank Reichs come in. So. It's gonna be really interesting to see what happens but they do have you know some some really good players They got DJ Moore, they've got Chin and Burns and Luvu they've got I thought they had made a really really smart decision though to trade their best player, Christian McCaffrey because now this year coming up there they'll have four picks inside the top 100 picks so they should get some really really good players, especially with that ninth overall pick that they've got. I'm really interested to see what they're going to do with that. You would assume quarterback. They've been trying to figure out this quarterback problem since Cam Newton left, really. But I think they are be done with trying to bring in a Sam Darnold or a Baker Mayfield or some of these other guys. I think they might try and draft their guy. But then again, Frank Reich might just decide to bring in Carson Wentz because that seems to be his favorite thing to do. So not really sure what they're going to do to address that quarterback position. There are some good players. They have a lot of draft picks, but I don't know. Something about Frank Reich just left a bad taste in my mouth after his run with the Colts. Um, but there are, yeah, there are promising signs. So I think Hannah, you're, I think you and Ali are a little bit higher on the on the Panthers than me. So Hannah, we'll we'll go to you first. What do you think about the Panthers? What did they did well last year?
2: Yeah, I I actually, again, at the beginning of the season, I was a bit like, oh, this is a disaster. They're a disaster team. But I think as soon as Steve Wilkes took over, I just thought um, they look much more promising. Like, we know they have pieces already on the team. um, And I just think that he kind of showed that they can – they do have more potential than they were showing. Mm. Um, So I I think once – when they got rid of CMC, everyone was like, oh, they're going to be even worse now, even worse. But I thought, you know, Foreman and Hubbard did a great job of kind of being this two headed monster and, you know, showing how well they can run. And I think the team play hard and I thought they, they look great. And I thought they were really in with a chance of beating the books and and going into the playoffs, you know, ultimately. So I thought they actually did a really good job of actually showing, look, this is, we have some decent talent here, you know, we are a promising team. We just need a few more pieces in there and the right coaching staff. And I I think, you know, they are potentially, you know, looking to be contenders soon-ish. So I I just thought that they they showed good signs. We knew that this season probably wasn't going to be the best, you know, based on who was there at QB and et cetera. But um, I think it's actually been a reasonable season for them, just showing how promising potentially they could be moving forward.
0: Yeah, Ali, what do you think about the the positives for the Panthers?
1: Yeah, I mean, they, they done extremely well. I I like exactly, I like what they're doing and they're they're building up from their defense and their defense has got some really great young playmakers like the Brian Burns, uh, Jeremy Chin. They've got some really, really good players. I mean, Halfway through the season, it was it, it was a fire sale. They were all on the on the block, but then they they came out and said they're not going to trade any of their young defensive pieces, which I really liked. That that's how they're going to build the team, um, and we know they've got some decent players on offense, like the DJ Moors, people like that. And the the two running backs really took the mantle on pretty well from Christian McCaffrey. The the trade was one of them. You can't often say that it was a win win for both teams, but it was a, a trade that really suited both. Both yeah. teams, so so yeah, going forward, they're I mean pretty much like every team in this division, they're looking for that <laughs> that quarterback. But I suppose they're the opposite of what the Falcons are because the Falcons' defense is pretty pretty pathetic, whereas the the Panthers have a really strong defense, so they're looking for for playmakers on offense really to to take them forward. So um, I personally think they're they're going to, as you said, they're going to go via the draft for their quarterback. Um, I think An- Anthony Richardson has been mocked. to... Carolina Panthers in yeah. nearly all of the mocks that I'm seeing right now, which would be pretty interesting for them going forward. I think they'd need a bridge quarterback because I don't think he can start straight away. So yeah. whether they, they stick with Sam Darnold or go for someone a bit safer to, to be that bridge for, for the next few years. But um, but certainly this is a team moving in the right direction. And what they showed at the back end of last season was that they're not just someone that a team that wanted to tank, they actually really wanted to play for their coach. And I think a lot of the players wanted Steve Wilkes to be the, the head coach, yeah. but it wasn't to be. Um I do think Frank Reich is a is a really good head coach. So I think that's a that's a decent style, and I think he can do a lot with that team.
0: Yeah,
1: it's gonna be it's gotta be a, I, I can't
0: figure I just can't couldn't quite figure the mic when I was trying to do the it. but Hannah, you've got you've got a few things you think they could improve on or some things they definitely need to look at going forward, right?
2: Yeah, I mean I think to be honest, we've covered some of it already, discussing kind of last yeah. year. Again, as with all the teams, uh, they need that QB, don't they? You know, at the moment, the only QB they have on the roster is Matt Corral, who is certainly not going to take them to the promised land. So we know, and I think everyone in the league knows that they're searching for that QB. I think it's highly, highly likely that that will come in the draft rather than via a free agent. Although they may sign, you know, they may draft someone and then sign one of these free agents just as a bit of a bridge. While yeah. the um, rookie settles in. But I think realistically, their QB of the future is going to come in the draft. And I think this is the time that they, they're going to do it. Who it's going to be, interesting to see. Um, they may be able to stay where they are. They may have to move up. Um, it's going to be so interesting in the top of the draft this season mm, yeah. you know, with all these QBs. Pe- you know, teams desperate as we've seen this whole division needs a QB. You know, there's so many teams that need a QB. Not all, you know, going to be able to get one, but it's just going to be so much fun. I reckon there's going to be so much movement. It's going to be great.
1: Yeah. But you know, I you said agree. before.
2: They do have some awesome pieces, which is, you know, really great. I think they've got a great foundation there. They just need to do a few extra bits to kind of bring that all together. And I think one of those things is shoring up that running back room. So Mm. Foreman is actually going to be a free agent now this season. So they either need to re-sign him or potentially draft someone. Um, I don't think Hubbard was able to show when CMC was out you know not last season the season before that he's really suitable for a lead back role I think they either need a two-headed monster or they need to find someone else for their lead back so I think running back room is probably one of the things they need to have a look at um but I'm I'm I am really excited to see where this team is going to go like I do I do think Ultimately, Frank Reich is a good coach, um, a good head coach. I think he ended up in a bit more of a difficult situation there, you know, at the Colts at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like building this superstar coaching staff. So I think if they find the QB, I, I think to me, this is going to be the best team in this division in the short term. If they can just find that QB because they've got oh. so many pieces in place um, to really start kind of competing on and they're young. So I think ultimately, yeah. you know, that they, they can start to kind of build for the next few years.
0: We're very so, We're going to differ on this, I think, then. We're going to go do our predictions. Right, Ali, we'll start with you. Do you think they'll improve then on their 7 and 10 record? And and who do you think is going to be their MVP?
1: <clears throat> yes, yeah, so I'm going to say they are going to just better their record of 7 and 10, perhaps. Eight or nine wins. I don't see them getting really into double digits unless they make a splash at quarterback. I mean, they could trade up in the draft to to get a, a CJ Stroud or a Will Levis, someone like that. Yeah. But I can't see I can't see anyone outside of Bryce Young being someone that can come in straight away and just take a team into the playoffs. So for me, I think it's it's not going to be all plain sailing for the Panthers, who I think Will will be probably the best roster all 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 said and done in this division. Um, I just think that it will be perhaps 2024 when they look to to push on with, with that quarterback that they, they draft this year, whether it's Anthony Richardson or one of someone a bit higher if they trade up. So I'm going to say that they, they do better that record just because I think the bucks and the saints are going to suck. So I think hmm. the Panthers are going to, are going to win, win against them teams um, and just be probably fighting for the, for the lead with the Falcons. So I'm going to say that they just better the records and, MVP I mean it's got to be the monster Brian Burns for me he's just an absolute wrecking ball on that defense that they had plenty of trade offers for Brian Burns but they turned them all down and someone that they want to build their franchise around and you can't you you have to say that that's that's well played because Brian Burns is someone that you can you can build your future around and someone that I love to watch is is an absolute monster agreed uh Hannah what do you think
2: so I think because they're going to be bringing in that rookie, I think potentially they they are going to be worse this season in terms of their record because there is going to be teething issues. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that defense is great, but uh, I think with a with a rookie, you know, they're, they're not always best at protecting the ball. So I'm going to actually say their their record is going to be slightly worse. But I mean, I'm also going to say Brian Birds is going to be their MVP. Um, we may all agree on this, but. You know he is a beast, isn't he? And uh, yeah. we know that their defense is is their major strength at the moment. So I'm going to go with him.
0: Yeah, we're we're three for three on Brian Burns there. I think he's <laughs> he's just the be- he's the best player on that team, right? I think that's that's pretty mm-hmm. clear to see. And I'm going to go out on a limb. I think they're going to do much worse. Just because you wow. know the old the old saying was obviously you know defense wins championships. But that's back whenever it was the Bill Belichick era. Now we're in the Andy Reid era and and you know offense really, really wins you wins you games. I just don't think that they have enough firepower. I just don't see how they're going to put up the points to win games. They don't have a quarterback. If they do get one, it could be someone like Anthony Richardson. And that could be an absolute disaster because of the way he plays, or could be amazing. They have DJ Moore, who's you know a good wide receiver, but you know, on the whole, probably a little bit overrated in general. I just don't see where they're going to get the points from. Like you said, Hannah, they don't have any top-tier running backs. The defense might be really, really good, but they still have to, you know, put points on the board, so I think that could be what undoes them, but I do like their future, like we kind of said, 2024, 2025. I just think it is, I get smart building from the back, but I think they might have to take one step backwards to take two steps forwards, if that makes any sense, so I think next year they might end up being pretty bad, but I don't think anyone's going to want to play against that defense. Like that's that's a scary, scary team, you know. And they're and like you said, they're really young. So I think the future is bright for them, but next year might be just a little blip for them going forward. And and guys, that's that's all. All four teams covered. You know, we started with with you know the best division, Ali. Isn't that right?
1: Hmm. It, it may have been in years <laughs> past, but it certainly wasn't this year.
0: No. Uh, but yeah, exciting times ahead for, for a lot of these teams. And can't wait to see where some of these teams end up with their quarterbacks going forward. So Ali, mate, thank you so much for coming on and, and previewing the next year for your Bucks and the other teams in this division. And Hannah, pleasure. as always chatting to you guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you're not already, make sure you're following us on Twitter at the Wildcard Rewind and make sure you follow the Fantasy Wildcard me and Paige as well. Uh, but until next week, we will see you later. Bye.